it is definitely part of our ingrained late late stage capitalism bone structure. You're absolutely right. Because there's a lot in capitalism that we've internalized that we think that like the entire world is that scarce. Things are scarce now. So we have to grab our share because everyone else is going to be grabbing their share and it's all going to be used up soon. So just keep grabbing and just worry about you and your family. So like that's kind of where we're at. But the yogic system is another system and the natural system is not that system. That's not how nature works. If you just go to one apple tree, there's so many apples on just one apple tree, you can't even eat it all. You have to share it. You're bringing home bags of apples. You ever go to a friend comes back apple picking, they're going to give you apples because they're like, they're sick of them already. They're like, I can't even do it. This is the law. This is how nature works. So it's a system of helping each other. And yes, in nature, you eat each other too. And there is death that comes with life. But the system is not of hoarding and scarcity. We've created a system of hoarding and scarcity. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello, my cosmic baddies. How the hell are you today? We have a very special guest on. I am so excited. I know my business partner, Audrey, is really excited for this interview. In fact, she was trying to hop on and listen to us do it. (laughs) That's how excited she is. Today, we have on Davis Thompson Moss, who is one of Audrey's personal kundalini yoga teachers. And Davis, in addition to that, also teaches sound healing, Reiki from his Brooklyn studio that he owns, Crown Heights Healing. And his story is so fascinating. While working at the United Nations, Davis began using art as a means of expression and communication. We love that. And then he moved to Brazil and began collaborating with artists, teaching and producing photography exhibitions in the favelas of Sao Paulo. Then he returned to New York to get his MFA from Bard integrating performance art, photography, and physical art practices. He enjoyed a dance career with the NYC Mambo Group's La Tormenta Oriental and the Latin Jazz Ensemble, and currently dances with the Stanley Love Performance Group. And he also teaches people that they have the power to shift their own energy in just 40 minutes. And as a New Yorker, you know I love that. He's working on building a more compassionate and equitable wellness landscape, which you know I double live for. And all classes at Crown Heights Healing are sliding scales. And he is a devil Gemini Capricorn rising. And that's why I am so excited to have him on as today's cosmic change maker. Hello, Davis. How are you? Hey, Maddie. It's so good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, this is such a gift. You know, I know you have done, I was just going to jump right into it. You have done so much to help change Audrey's energy and her life and her perspective. So as her work wife and business partner, I just want to say thank you for that. <laughs> thank you. Immense You're gratitude. <laughs> it's all her. It's all her. She's doing the she's doing the work. She's doing the yoga. So amen. I'm glad uh, it's working. I love that. 
You have such an interesting story, and I'm excited to get into how you know you found this path and and how you stepped into this you know embodied purpose you're living in. But in your own words, is there anything I missed that like you use to describe yourself when you like meet people when they say like what do you do? No, I think you you summed it you summed it up. I, I usually say artist mm. because that kind of encompasses a lot. Just kind of being broad, being a double Gemini, I don't like to you know box myself in too much. And so you you've kind of hit on it, which is I studied economics. I thought that that would be a concrete way to help change the world. But then I found economics to be not only bureaucratic and kind of dogmatic and not very fun. I found it really kind of oppressive and I, I wasn't aligned with the with the ideology of like scarcity and and mm. self-interest. And I was like, yeah, this is not vibing with me. I don't I don't enjoy this philosophy. And so then I connect with the art is a more of expressive flowing yes i feel like i want to be dancing most of the time so (laughs) i can i connect with that but also in the new york art world it's like a money fame structure too so it's like wherever you go you're gonna bump into some imperfect structures and people and situations and so when i was bummed out and kind of stuck as I was approaching. I'm just jumping into my story. I love it. I'm so here for it. And had lots of debt from getting a master's in fine art and trying to be in the New York art scene to spread uh, performance and open, you know, kind of healing through art, really. I was stuck, though, and not and having a tough time and really depressed. And my love life wasn't going well. My money wasn't flowing for sure. I kind of lost my creativity. I had to work like a bunch of jobs. And I needed to change. And I needed to change. I did not know it was what it was. And I went to my computer one day and I Googled, change your life. <laughs> Double Geminis always take it to Google. The Google... <laughs> Like, why not? Let's the just great oracle. There. How to change your energy. Is that what it was? How That's, to change your life. How to change your and life. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And it's a basic, it's a basic one. And I've tried it since. It always comes up with different stuff, which is, which is how it works. But I was approaching 40. And so on the birthday tip, like on the astrology, I was like, oh my God, I'm living like the, the generic midlife crisis. But you know what? Hey, whatever pressure pushes you into some new growth. It's like, okay, I'm in the cocoon. And when I was looking at 40 years old, I was like, no, I'm not happy about my life. So a Kundalini yoga meditation popped up. First search results. I didn't know what Kundalini yoga was. I didn't even look at the rest of the results. Mm -hmm. The first result was very simple page. I still remember it. Just no pictures, no nothing. Just do this meditation for 11 days each day for 40 days, it will change your life. And I was like, 11 minutes, I can do 11 minutes for 40 right. days. I was like, I got that. I can do that. All right, sign me up, dude. I did, literally did not know the origin of this meditation. And I did it. And it's powerful meditation. It's conquer inner anger and burn it out. Mm. I actually didn't even remember that at the time. I didn't know that I had anger inside. I knew that I was stuck. I couldn't even intellectualize my problem. I felt stuck. 
And this meditation, you got to hold your arms out and for 11 minutes and just gets the fire going. Mm-hmm. And it shifted my entire being. And I never looked back. So that's how I found Kundalini Yoga. Now I'm a teacher and wow. have a yoga studio here. That's putting the oracle in SEO because that search engine result was like a divine gift. I'm so curious, like if everyone Googled that, I feel like a different result pops up. Like it's like you're putting in a request to the universe through Google. <laughs> it's like some higher powers like Davis needs the Kundalini make it the first first result. <laughs> It make it really mysterious. He won't know what it is. I mean, I was not Googling like Kundalini yoga. Like I wasn't even Googling. It wasn't in my search engine. It wasn't even in your algorithm of life. Never even heard of it. That gives me, yeah, feelings of just some deep Oracle work happening through um, that question on Google. And I love because I have, you know, one of my dear friends had a similar moment where She just, you know, took it to Google and had her whole life change. So never underestimate your first instinct of just something (laughs) pop in the search bar. Okay. So, wow. Like what I'm hearing from you and what I love because of like, yeah, your double Gemini mutability, we don't want to be boxed in. We don't want one label, Um, but it feels like the currents that you're like riding between in the intersection, it sounds like you still have your economics background, which we're going to touch on today of how you're sort of reinterpreting that, reimagining that. And then art, which is so beautiful. And I love that like you dance and you seems like an appreciation of all types of art, like art through the body, fine art, life is art. And then like the spirit, spirituality, energy, whatever we want to call it. And as someone who gets very excited by people who do things a little different and who take like, you know, a new twist on the same old two-step, I'm like, ooh, economics, art, and spirituality, that's a fun place to be in the middle of and experimenting and and thinking differently about. So I'm excited. We'll, we'll get into more of that. But, you know, I wanted to touch on the last time we spoke, again, Audrey connected us. We were doing like an Instagram series, you know, way back in the beginning of quarantine, YouTube live. It was really just like a talk show. We were like, uh, we'll be in quarantine for like a week or two. So we'll just go on Instagram every morning to, you know, show up for people. <laughs> Flash forward. 18 months later, still, whatever, you know, six months of deep hibernation. But it was, it was a fun project because it was kind of became, you know, the root of this podcast. Like, I love having conversations. I have a Gemini North node, so I love talking to people, learning things. And you were one of our guests that came on, and you were so captivating. You are so, I didn't know your chart at the time, it was a double Gemini, but you are really a naturally born teacher. I think like, and I mean that not in like any way that we even associate with being a teacher, but in my more like higher octave of Gemini energy, which is a natural curiosity that you have towards life and your communication style and your ability to make things very like engaging or even playful, a very approachable. So when you came on that live, I was like, damn, like, yeah, this ever, we got so much feedback and it was so fun to connect with you. But that was in like June, I think that was Gemini season of 2020. So for you, as myself too, as someone who's kind of a you know spiritual teacher, quote unquote, how has like we were we were like on the cusp of the top of a roller coaster when we talked? We had no idea that we were about to go down and through the loop-de-loops and everything that you know as a collective we've been through since then, everything has turned on its head. Everything has been questioned, we've shifted. 
And so that's taught me. I've had to bring that a lot into my own work and then to being a teacher and surrendering a lot to the constant unknown. But I'm curious for you, like from June 2020 to now, how is, you know, life, <laughs> this wild moment we're in affected, you know, who you are as a teacher or how you teach or what you teach? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. And yeah, let's keep it in the in the yogic realm. Just in that realm, there's been happening so much. And obviously, there's so much going on in the world for everybody. And for me, there was a lot going on because I lost my job. I had a so I had an art job that was my nine to five at MoMA, Museum of Modern Art. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. So that was kind of paying my bills. And so then COVID hit and I lost that job like right away. So I was like, holy moly. So I had Crown Heights healing was happening, but it was like a little side thing. You know, I was like doing it on the weekends and trying to build it slowly. All of a sudden it was like, okay, that's all I got right now. I just, I'm all Crown Heights healing. We're yoga all, all the in. time. All, all and so yoga. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. I'm just going to be here every 8 p.m. on my Zoom and I'm going to teach a class every single day. I'm not even going to stop because like, I don't know what your schedule is. No one knows anything going on in the world. I'm just going to lay down at 8 p.m. anchor and I'm here. So come on. And it caught, you know, and people were coming because everyone was at home and no one knew what to do. And so I had a, a cool group of people come in and mm. taking yoga 8 p.m. So that was beautiful. But then then all this came out about Yogi Bhajan, who mm. brought Kundalini Yoga to the United States. And I read the book that describes some of the abuses in the community, abuse mm -hmm. of power, and things that didn't sound really great. And I was like, oh my God, you know, I've changed my life. I've found mm -hmm. my calling, I feel like. And then all of a sudden, the floor gets pulled out and I'm like, okay, maybe this is not what I do. I don't know. I have to, I just stopped teaching Kundalini yoga soon after we talked for a couple months and tried, tried to teach Buddhist meditation because I have a long practice of Buddhist meditation and, and Hatha yoga, vinyasa and stretching, but it, it didn't work for me personally. And I found I had to come back kundalini yoga myself in, in my morning practice and i had to just create and and really tap into what of this lineage is feeding me do i agree with you know the open heart is there you know the the acceptance and the oneness of the universe it's all there and there's a long lineage of thousands of years of beautiful teachings and beautiful teachers and so i just had to reinforce that and i'm so grateful for all of those teachers and all of the lineage. And then at the same time, I had to say, you know, I don't support abusive community or power structures and I'd stand with victims and I don't agree with anything in the past that was harmful and painful and violent. And so I stopped quoting Yogi Bhajan in class mm -hmm. and made it, made it very clear that in my classes, everyone's welcome and it's a safe space for everybody. And we're trying to empower everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's what I believe in. And that's what I think is in the yogic teachings, you know? Absolutely. And I came back and started teaching again and had to, you know, have this conversation with my students, which was difficult. And most people are like, yeah, let's just do the yoga. We're, we're here for the yoga. And 
you know, but it's not to say that it's an easy conversation. After I kind of resettle there, then my dear teacher, Guru Jagat, who is in this lineage of beautiful, powerful teachers, she passed away this, this past summer very, very suddenly. And so I'm so grateful that I got to know her and work with her and get the teachings directly from her. Still her, her voice is in my head. So again, I was like, oh my God, uh, there's no floor underneath me. What are we doing here? Mm -hmm. And I think the idea, the teaching is we are all the teachers. You know, we have to step up at a certain point where we say, okay, I have to teach. What do I want to teach? Or what do I love about my teacher? What do I want to honor about my teacher? And then you start to embody that. And so that's where I'm at right now. And so I've created Crown Heights Healing, trying to honor all the beautiful teachers and the beautiful lineage and kundalini yoga comes from the sikh culture so i honor that culture and that tradition and then we have to build the world that we want we have to do it so here we are doing that work absolutely oh thank you yeah thank you for sharing that and i know it's not always the easiest subject to bring up but i really liked you i've been to some of your classes i know you through audrey i follow you on instagram but yeah when we had done our interview and you reached out to me after and you're like yeah i'm just you know, some news thing came out. I just want to take a pause on the. I don't know if I want to like, you know, I, I, need, I need a second to think for myself and figure out the next steps. That was the moment truly where I was like, okay, like, you know, my mind, Davis is a, a, a cosmic change maker. Like he is someone that's the kind of teacher I want as we move into the future, because it's really easy. I think, you know, you're not alone, whether someone's listening to this whether they're in the yoga community or whether Kundalini or any, I don't think there was an industry that wasn't overturned, but everything on the table, bring everything out of the shadow into the light. You know, I don't, politics, business, entertainment, like, you know, even like the girl boss uh, archetype got put through the ringer. So I think a lot of people, you know, everyone was forced to examine something in their life and their ideologies and their behaviors. And I think that you doing that and like being very forward about it and and proactive, I was like, that's really impressive. And I didn't even know that you had just lost your job at MoMA and you were going full throttle, all chips on Kundalini, which again, like makes me, cause it's easy when something's your livelihood, when you're like, well, I just dedicated X, Y, Z years to this. I just don't want to look at that uncomfortable thing. I'm just going to push that out, close that tab out in my brain and just keep carrying on. And that's, I think, how we all sort of arrived at this moment of 2020, where everything came toppling down at once. It was just the series of a lot of decisions of people, some innocuous and some pretty much just like, oh, like, I don't know how to address something uncomfortable. So I'm going to look the other way to larger, you know, more scandalous covering ups of, of, you know, widespread corruption. And so I just really like that stood out to me because I, like, I commend you for pausing and then for questioning, and it doesn't have to be, you know, double Gemini. It's all about questioning things. Why, you know, how can we do this differently? Let's change it, you know, spin it on its head. And also we don't have to live in like the duality and the binary of like good, bad. But but the conversations and questioning and being really open to listening and talking and having uncomfortable discussions and listening is like the, um, you know, terms and conditions of non, non-duality, non-binary. We can't just use that as like a broad sweeping, like, I don't believe in good or evil, but it's like, okay, well, can we talk about things? Can we, you know, other people's, you know, opinions who are different than ours and their lived experience? So I just, first of all, like, I think a lot of spiritual teachers and people who are in that community 
have struggled with something similar. So I just hope that your story of that, you know, inspires someone or encourages them to go have like, go sit in an uncomfortable talk. And I promise you will come out of it feeling more either liberated or activated or, or aligned. So I guess switching gears back to in your Kundalini practice, I know you have your crown heights healing and I don't want to say you're doing so much more than just yoga because yoga is really powerful in of itself. But what do you see as like your vision for that space, you know, beyond just a space for people to come to and get their practice in and leave? Like it feels like you're building more of a community center of some sort. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I like all that you said. And I think being in difficult spots kind of pushes you to figure out what you want. And I think the good part of the Gemini, the Gemini medicine is putting different things together, the different things that might seemingly be separate in the world, but the Gemini sees the connections. And then, Mm -hmm. so if you can try to bring it into reality, there's something magical there. So I want to build a yoga studio that everyone can afford and people can all gather, whoever you are, all sorts of different people and have a diverse, cool, high quality, beautiful yoga studio. So it's not just rich white people to be honest. And also the, the yoga is like, I, that you listen to my story, the yoga was free. I got online, the magic was right there. I didn't have to pay for it. So now if I go to a teacher, yeah, I will offer money. I want I want to contribute to them because they're contributing to me, but it's like a natural flow. It's a natural flow. So this is the yoga. And I think we're all trying to make businesses now, which is totally cool now as well. That The business is not bad. But how can we create business in a sacred way or just a just right way or just the best way for everybody, you know, to share the wealth? And that's why I got into economics. But I got out because I didn't really see a lot of work in the sacred economics realm. But of course, it was there and it was bubbling up. And now it's coming more to the surface. So that's one one thing I want to do is create a space where it's sliding scale. That's the best tool I've used so far. So you pay whatever you can and you pay what you feel is right. And I want, it's almost like an experiment, like an art experiment. It's like, can I make a living if I just say like, pay me whatever you want? And the answer is yes. I think the answer is yes. It's not going to be easy, but that's my work. And I get excited about that. So it's like, that's the artistry of it. Like, how can you work with that? You're going to have to stay disciplined, but I'm going to have to stay open-hearted and open and creative. Ooh, open-hearted and creative and also operating off of like something that I am putting into the consciousness for 2022, which is like the law of assumption, like assuming people are good heart, (laughs) assuming people are doing the best with what they can and assuming that people will, when you set an open like parameter like that, that they will, yeah, like, you know, do right by you. Like, yeah, if you can afford $20 and you're giving me $2, like, yeah, I don't know. But like, oh, if you really, like, that's what you can you think the value of this class is $20 and I'm going to trust that you're going to give that to me or however. Actually, I I would love to hear you explain through your perspective of um, sacred economics. But what I'm hearing in it is that that's very much based off of like this law of assumption. I think a lot of the world is built on like mistrust of people or thinking that they're going to screw us over, you know, take like this, like kind of that's that really like late stage capitalism calcified in our bones of like, Ah, like more for me. Like if you have more, it's less for me. And if, if I create something that's open like that, everyone's just going to like take, 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 which I'm sure as you're finding, like, isn't necessarily the truth. 
I'm hoping. Yeah, it, it's not the truth. It's not the truth, but it is definitely part of our ingrained late ca- late stage capitalism bone structure. You're absolutely right because there's a lot in capitalism that we've internalized that we think that like mm-hmm. the entire world is that scarce. Things are scarce now, so we have to grab our share because everyone else is going to be grabbing their share and it's all going to be used up soon. So just keep grabbing and just worry about you and your family. So like, that's kind of where we're at, but the yogic system is another system and the natural system is not that system. That's not how nature works. If you just go to one apple tree, there's so many apples on just one apple tree. You can't even eat it all. You have to share it. You're bringing home bags of apples. You ever go to a friend comes back, apple picking, they're going to give you apples. apples. They're sick of them already. They're like, I can't even do it. This is the law. This is how nature works. Yeah. Wow. And so even even like squirrels, as they hoard and they sh- they try to squirrel away their nuts in the ground because it's winter, even that is helping the trees because they're planting. They're basically planting the tree's seeds. So it's a it's a system of helping each other. And yes, in nature, you eat each other too. And there is death that comes with life. But the system is not of hoarding and scarcity. We've created a system of hoarding and scarcity. So our system of economics has come to fruition. You know, we've, we've created this system of scarcity. So another part of sacred economics, and I'm doing a book review on Saturday with my good friend Anoush, which is cool. And it's a good, it's like a, a project of getting the economics into the dialogue is local. Like if we don't see people, we can make all these assumptions about them. And if we, you know, someone says, Oh, the people over there, they're like not very good people. You know, they're the bad people. If you don't see them, there's this separation and separation is the basis of suffering and how we can start to like oppress each other because we don't really know them. But if you actually look at someone in the face and go, yeah, you're welcome to my yoga class, whatever you want to pay, they're not going to stiff me just because I'm sitting in front of their face and they are going to have to give me something. And it's like, <laughs> wow, that's harder to stiff someone if you're looking at them in the totally. face. So the idea of actually connecting, actually talking to someone, actually seeing someone, that's the idea of community. And you know, I would like to have a yoga studio that's for my neighbors. And I want to have a yoga studio where anybody can come and and Mm. everyone is invited to my Zoom classes. I do Zoom Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Everyone's invited. Come on through. First class is always free. That's my experience. And then later you pay what you can. But I want the to create a little community spot. So like the people on my street are good and healthy. And that's an idea of returning to a little bit of the local you know, take care of the people on your street. And we are a global system now, but make sure you're looking at the people on your street, like taking care of them. That's a very powerful thing. So yeah, all to say, then you create a real connection. And then yes, they do pay you because you're really giving them something. And it's a gift exchange that both people feel good about. And that's the, and that's a good healthy form of exchange. Mm, Oh my goodness. That's so beautiful. That's such a, um, first of all, I'm just dying because your chart is like popping off to me right now. Everything in your chart and like your, well, Gemini stellium is like, yeah, everything about Gemini is 
local neighborhood, local, like the people you could see on your block. The opposite sign of Gemini is Sagittarius, which teaches us about being, you know, globally minded and opening our horizons. But Gemini is like, hey, go, like, who are the people on your street? And the importance of that and so the connectivity of that. And like you said, it's just, it's so true. Like I think about the Gemini holds so much medicine for healing any of our like distrust, mistrust, bias, or whatever it is of the other, because Gemini medicine is local, like face-to-face connections, checking through community. It's curiosity. It's having conversation. And it's like storytelling. Like I think about how many people are like, I don't like that, you know, type of people or that person. And then yeah, you hear them tell their story and you just recognize that shared human experience or, or some sort of empathy or you connect to them. So um, you're just giving me so much to think about, especially for all of us listening. Like we're in the Gemini North Node. We started in May of 2020 and we'll be there, I think, through December 2022. So all of our collective like karmic medicine right now is to sort of live in that higher frequency of Gemini energy. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, it's funny because for your timing, you know, a big question that I have for people when they come on is like, yeah, when, like, I'm always curious, like, when did you pivot in your career? When is everyone who's living their purpose? Very rarely. Someone like, yeah, I graduated high school. I knew I was meant to be a spiritual teacher slash artist slash social justice warrior advocate. (laughs) You know, I think stepping into your purpose takes time and it, it comes to, like you said, seemingly random things in your life that all of a sudden come together in one like synthesis moment of like, oh yeah, I can, this is what I'm meant to be doing. But I always ask people like, what, what was the moment? What was the switch? Like, what did it feel like? Like for you, the universe just decided. It was like, MoMA, done. You have the studio, go help people, quarantine. And that must have been like very similar date to when the North Node switched over into Gemini for what it sounds like. Mm, interesting so cool yeah okay so obviously i'm going to get in you know more into your chart in a moment or maybe i'll get into your chart now and i'll leave you to think about while i'm talking to you i'd love to have someone share like their cosmic rx like their little bit of practical magic something that's a tool from what they do or what they teach again i guess it's the virgo in me but I love listening to a podcast and being inspired by the story, but also leaving with one like, oh, I could like go think about that, live that, do that. Well, you let me know if you're ready. If not, I'll give you a little time. But is there something either from Kundalini or Sacred Economics that you would love to like share with our community of baddies? Yeah, sure. I love your community, by the way. The last time we did the Instagram live, a lot of a lot of your community shouted me out and followed my Instagram and they were just so sweet and cool. So I appreciate your community. Thanks for sharing. We love you. I love y'all. I think that's the, the, I'm a big Gemini proponent. People don't really understand Geminis. They usually think we're two-faced or something or we're indecisive. We usually are indecisive. It's true. But here's the medicine from the Gemini is all of these, we are all connected. And so if we get in that mindset of like, are you good or bad? Or is this bad or good? Then we're losing the picture because both sides have wisdom. And so when we can start to connect the dots, it's really beautiful. So there's a lot of dots for everybody to connect, stay open. Mm -hmm. That's the Gemini medicine. But Mm. here's from my personal practice. So it's whenever challenges come up, you know, a challenge is good, 
right? Like, because a challenge pushes you to problem solve, like figure it out. So a challenge isn't bad. A challenge is a teacher or it's a path. So everything that comes up to you, it's like, hmm, how is this teaching me? What is this teaching me? Ooh, what is the lesson here? Ooh, I hate this person. What mm-hmm. are they teaching me? They're teaching me some shit that I'm, that's like really strong because I'm so averse to them. So mm-hmm. everything is teaching us. Let's get curious about that. But then here's what really helped me in my life is I did that meditation for 40 days mm-hmm. every single day for 11 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so that's what got me in the, because if you're too lost in the air, Gemini's air sign, if you're too lost in the connections, you're not bringing anything to the real world and you're not bringing it into reality. So for me, I need a grounding practice mm. and my grounding practice is every day I do a little yoga in the morning. And so it could be three minutes. It doesn't have to be super long. You don't have to stand on your head. You don't have to be a super person. Just do something every day. And the consistency is going to ground you. And so uh. if you can stay open-minded, open-hearted, but but get a little discipline, but not like hard discipline, just like something you dance mm-hmm. for one song every morning. Amen. Do it. Do it for a while, though. Get a little rhythm in your body. That is transformative. So Ooh, I like that. Thinking about consistency as like rhythm in your body, like rhythm in your practice, like, right? Good rhythm needs consistency. I yeah. like that. That's like a fun reframe too of it. <laughs> yeah. And you have, they say depression is arrhythmic. So oh. if you're trying to get anything going, you want to try to get a rhythm. Think about your heartbeat. It's yeah. like a rhythm. You want to make it like steady. And obviously think of a dance. Like you love it when the beat drops, like you want a steady mm-hmm. beat. I will shout out my teacher, Guru Jagat. Rest in peace, Guru Jagat. She said, everything you want is on the other side of consistency. Mm, right. That's such a, a big part of like Kundalini emphasizes that and the, the consistency of it. And I think that that's something that could be brought into like you know, any, any type of yoga, any type of practice, but the consistency. And I love as someone who, well, I have like Uranus, the planet of disruption in my house of rituals and consistency. Mm. So it's always been like a hard for me to like want to do the same thing every day. I have a lot of mutable energy. So I love thinking about, you know, like structure is sexy to me. Actually, I've had to learn that like creating good structures actually allows for so much more of like the juiciness of life. But I'm really going to start thinking of it as a, as a beat, as a rhythm, because mm. it's like, it's so satisfying to think of it that way. So that's a beautiful practical magic tool um, and something that I think anyone could relate to or very realistic to, like, I, like you said, three minutes even, you know, but just the consistency. And that really is, I don't have to segue into your chart because the whole time you're talking, I'm like, yes, the Gemini stellium, everything you're saying, you've said it better than even I could read about your Gemini to you, how you framed it. But the thing that stood out to me when you said that 8 p.m. every day, like you said to show up. I was like, okay, hello, you're Capricorn rising, who's just going to be like that grounded, like that's, you know, that Capricorn is, I was thinking of like almost like a militant, like a military person, like Capricorn rising is just like, yes, like 20, 100 hours, I will be there every day. I'll see you there consistently, consistently. And I think that for you in your chart, you also have a lot of like this Mars and Venus and Taurus. And so there's all this beautiful Gemini energy, but there's these like earth signs that are tethering it in such a beautiful way and like you said, grounding it. But I love it because Taurus is also about like money <laughs> um, and about, you know, values and being in your body. 
So the things that I love about your chart that, you know, anyone listening to this of how to, again, better understand your own chart, if you have similar placements, like leaning on, if you have a lot of one sign, a lot of a stellium, like if anything, like this Gemini stellium. What stellium mean? Oh, thank you. Good question. Um, so stellium is when you have three or more planets in a sign or in a house. So you have sun, moon, Mercury, and Jupiter in Gemini. Plus your black moon Lilith, but that's an asteroid, not a planet. So you have this like almost like a balloon of Gemini energy in your chart. Mm. And then it's fun to look in your chart of either the opposite sign of that, or if there's something that's like also a strong energy, it's like what's tethering the balloon to the ground? Like how do we get to use that energy in a way that's beautiful, but not taking us over? And especially if it's the element, Gemini is air, so it feels like a balloon to me. But if someone had a Aries stellium, it would feel like a wildfire. Like, okay, where's where's the water? Where's the thing that's gonna, you know, and looking to understanding those. So the fact that you ground so much of this very airy Gemini-ness and you really learn to cultivate like the Capricorn rising, the double Taurus energy is a very beautiful example of how we can like work with a stellium or over overload, quote unquote, of a certain like zodiac energy in our chart. But the thing that I really wanted to call out, first of all, your timing of at around 40, a lot happens astrologically for us. Anyone who's listening to this, who's approaching 40 in it or right on the other side, we start to go into like three major placements that are sort of the astrological pushing us into the next level of ourself. And we feel like that's like the midlife crisis, so to speak. But at 40, you go through your Neptune square, which is when you start to redefine and reevaluate like your sense of spirituality your sense of purpose, but it's very foggy feeling and it's very ungrounding feeling. And it can be like the shadow energy is that people could want to escape during it and just like go do something different. And like, I, you know, that's like the midlife crisis that people will go and like just go off the rails with something. So if anyone else is listening to this and they're in that, it's a great time to evaluate like, do I have a spiritual practice? Do I need one? Do my, do I have values? What are they? Do I have intentions for my life? Like it's a it's a big check-in moment. Um, it's a beautiful invitation to change if you're open, willing, and ready. So for you going through that, your Neptune square makes so much sense because I also feel like it was activating your north node. Has anyone ever talked to you about your like destiny line in your chart? Yeah, but I can't actually remember it. No, it's a good okay, good because I want to like reiterate it to you because it's so perfect that I can't can't even make this stuff up so you hear you talk about this intersection of like sacred economics you know art and this like spiritual space um that i said before your north node which is like your highest soul's calling in this lifetime very much what you're here to like live and breathe and embody in your work but also in your relationships in your sense of self and like how you move through the world it's in libra which is actually the planet that deals with money and art like i'm sorry the sign that's most associated with money and art taurus is very associated with money and beauty and art but in an earthier way like the money in my bank account the money you know my home how i'm decorating it how my art is like nature and and art that i touch every day libra is like air of that so it's like fine art different types of art and it's more like economics it's like macro it's looking at like systems of money and systems of how we exchange energy so that's your that's like your soul is pulling you to like live in that cosmic current in this lifetime so i just had to say i was like bang on 
bang on. <laughs> bang on. And my brother and my roommate are both Libras. So that's it. So if anyone's North Node looking at your, no, like looking at the North Node, people have that same sign or even the South Node, which would be Aries for you. You will learn a lot of your biggest like life lessons through those people, or they'll be like catalysts for you to step deeper into them. And your North Node runs through your eighth house, which is the house of like, I mean, I, I usually honestly say it's the Kundalini house because it's like, <laughs> it's the house of, you know, things that are more in the occult, more mysterious, more shamanic, but very much about tapping into our inner power, tapping into our sexuality, tapping into like looking at all of the shame or shadow or like things that keep us out of our power and how we come back into that. And like I would say, it's the house of like the Kundalini awakening. It's the house of like going deeper. It's the house of going into the discomfort to like transform. It's also the house of like, it also has to do with money, but more like investments and like larger sums of money. So you have a lot of this like money, spirituality, art running through your chart all over the place. So I just wanted to, you know, speak to how beautifully like you're living in your chart. And I just wanted to point out for you that you're going to have a busy, a busy two years. Busy two years because of the Gemini, like. So you're ending this Gemini North Node ends in um, December 2022, but kind of like how eclipses and north nodes work is they overlap in these axes. So we've been in Gemini Sag since then. And then now starting in two days at the time of this recording, we start the Taurus Scorpio eclipses, which are running like your midheaven, your career line is Scorpio. And then you have your home line, Mars, Venus, and Taurus. And then we step into the Taurus north node as like, you know, in 2022. But these eclipses, like every six months, something's going to come like an ending, a new beginning to kind of, I believe, align a lot of us with a different idea of how we make money, our values. I think it's going to bring in some like redistribution of wealth, different opportunities for investment, different opportunities for like real estate for all of us, like um, a shifting of that. And so the work that you're doing and Taurus very much connects us to the body and Scorpio connects us to our inner like spiritual body and power. I just would say that like you're in a a great position to take advantage of a lot of that, but also to like, you know, buckle up. It's like a, it's a little bit of a roller coaster ride. (laughs) Here we go. Let's do it. Here we go. You're ready. Uh, um, Any questions or any comments on that or anything you wanted to ask about your chart? Well, I'm curious about, so what is the Gemini North Node? You're saying that's the North Node for like everybody, Mm -hmm. for like the entire Earth or something? The entire Earth. So like the Earth has like some type of, wow. Mm -hmm. Yes. So these North Nodes, they're points measured between the moon and us. So it's like on an eclipse that we're about to head into, it's like the moon starts to get close to these points. And then we live under these points for about like two, two and a half years at a time. And they teach us our like collective, like what we're all meant to be kind of moving away from South Node things. So for reference, we're collectively in Gemini, North Node, Sagittarius, South Node. So, and this is really rooted in like Vedic astrology. And so they say in Vedic astrology, it's like Rahu. And they say the South Node is like the tail of the dragon or like what it's releasing out in the world, like mm. like pooping basically, but in a much more sacred way. Um, and it's like, and it, but it feels very restricted there. 
So we were Sagittarius South Node restricted since May of 2020. Yeah, we've been really restricted from international travel, going places, doing things. The emphasis has been really on the North Node Gemini, questioning things, talking, communication, like social media, TikTok, all very Gemini things. Gemini North Node is also schooling and education. So we've had a lot of like questions around that and, and how we just interact with and how we also like deal with opinions that are different than ours and, and look at things. The last time we were in this collectively was at the time of 9-11. Mm-hmm. So we saw again, Sagittarius South Node, international travel, restricted. It's also a time of a lot of like cult-like behavior can kind of pop up out of the woodwork because of Sagittarius. Um, but the Geminis, like we're meant to be learning things, learning new words and focusing on, on our local communities and you know, sort of like connecting into our neighborhoods and, and remembering to like, yeah, we can explore the world, but we should also like explore our block that we live on, or like, you know, what's going on around us. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're in collectively. And so for you, when you have a lot of planets or placements that's in the North Node that we're in collectively, it's like you're getting a boost, A, on your purpose, and B, you're going to be challenged over and over again to understand like the higher consciousness frequency of that sign and when you get it it's like a surfing a wave it's like oh yeah like because the I, I believe that the universe is loving and wise and there's sort of this energy of like the more you model the higher consciousness of that energy the more people can like understand it through an embodied way so you're like oh, yeah of course you're going to be elevated or amplified in your work so the fact that you're doing this I think Gemini is a very misunderstood, a very maligned. I like fight people on the internet all day defending my Geminis because I love them. So for you to sit in this space and really embody that really beautiful Gemini energy, it's just something like I can like feel like, yes, like there's a celebration around that happening. Oh, thank you, Maddie. You're so sweet. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and you know making the time, I guess, as we wrap up here. I mean, I normally ask people what's their personal cosmic RX of the moment, like what they do to, you know, activate their own like bad bitch energy or to find peace. I feel like I know the answer to yours, but I also want to ask you because I don't want to assume, but what, what is the thing right now in the moment that you do to come back into center? Well, I do two things. I like to, I like to put on a, a good song and dance around that like frees me up, but I'm also a big bath taker. So I will take that hot bath like in the night. And that also kind of gets me out of my like crazy mind that's trying to like put it all together. So Mm. Epsom salts, warm bath, candles. Oh, sensual, porous. I'm happy I asked. I'm happy I asked. That's not what I thought you were going to say. So what do you, what do you think? I I thought you were going to say Kundalini. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I do that every day, but that's like, that's That's like my work. You're like that. Yeah. For my bath. That's like my let go and my dance. That's my, that's my freedom. So we need to, you know, we need to have all the tools. This is why we need our cosmic RXs. Well, thank you so much, Davis. And where can people find you? How can people work with you? What's the best way for people to reach out? Yeah, I think it's probably Instagram is pretty great and it's crown heights healing and it's crown underscore heights underscore healing. And I'm Davis look, see, looking and seeing. And, uh, and it's crownheightshealing.com. So you can jump on the website and uh, get a website there too. So you just reach out, come questions, 
answers. I do like a, a family class on Monday night where like families come. So you bring your, your mother, your father and something. There's really something really fun that happens in that. And I'm doing Boga, which is a boxing yoga collaboration with a, a beautiful boxing friend of mine. You know, when this airs, who knows when the schedule will be, but I'm, I'm big into collaborations and just, you know, keeping the dialogue going. So come, uh, everyone's welcome. Thank you so much, Maddie, for your energy and your, oh, this your work. Is so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, everyone, everyone go check him out, but especially if you're a New York City baggy, baddie or baggy, go IRL, check out the space. It literally feels, just through this video, I can feel the beautiful energy <laughs> emanating from it. So thank you so much, Davis, and thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you, Maddie. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other Cosmic Baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you Cosmic Baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.